Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody. So, uh, how's it all going, guys? How's life out in the big wide world? It's Yasmin Boland here, and this is Astrology with Yasmin, my weekly show for UnityOnlineRadio.org, where we look at the astrology for the week ahead and we talk about all manner of strange things. So, what is coming up? What is coming up this week? That is the big million dollar question that I would like to answer for you. Uh, so we'll be talking about the astrology of the week ahead. Um, we'll be talking about today, I decided I'm going to talk a little bit about the British royal family. So I don't know if you've got any interest in the British royal family and what the heck's been going on there. Uh, last week we had the fabulous Alex Trenowitz on the show uh, talking about the astrology of Oprah and Harry and Meghan uh, briefly in context of uh, the astrology of adolescence, which was great. A lot of you mentioned how much you enjoyed Alex's chat, which is brilliant. Um, so this week what I wanted to do was I wanted to kind of go into that a little bit deeper, but looking actually at the British royal family as a whole and drawing on the work of a very well-known astrologer called Bernadette Brady. So she may not be well-known in um, in sort of regular circles, like you probably haven't heard of her if you have if you're not an astrologer. But uh, for anyone who is an astrologer, they will have um, heard of Bernadette Brady. She's done a lot of work on something that's called fixed stars, which we're not going to be going into today, um, and also a lot of work on something called Saros cycles, S-A-R-O-S, Saros cycles, which um, let me see if I can get you an absolute definition. I mean, I know what they are kind of within, here we are, Saros cycle definition. So. Um, a Saros cycle is the period of time between successive and uh, lunar and solar eclipses. That's, uh, that's the definition. The periodicity, this is from NASA, okay, this is the NASA definition. The periodicity, peri the periodicity, I've never even heard of that word, uh, and recurrence of eclipses is governed by the Saros cycle. So Saros cycles basically are series of eclipses. And what Bernadette Brady did that was so groundbreaking is she worked out sort of the beginning and end of a whole stack of Saros cycles and did a whole stack of research on uh, what they actually mean. And she put all her work together in a, in a book that 
I think anyone who's a moon lover in particular or just even into astrology should read. It's an amazing book called um, The Eagle and the Lark. And so what she's done is she's looked at all the different eclipse cycles, the Sarah cycles of all the different eclipses that happen, and they're all classified by uh, just a little nomenclature, is that he said? Uh, North ones, east, south one, all sorts of sort of ways of classifying them and then what she's done is she's looked at you know when they're all going to be taking place so this year you know we have particular eclipses taking place uh that Bernadette Brady will have looked into she could say you know this one is usually quite good for the world or it's not good for the world it's it's fascinating her research is absolutely absolutely fascinating um, I've been reading, I, I, I first read her book when it ever first came out and I've, I've, I've probably got three or four copies of it in the house because if ever I lose it, I immediately go and buy another copy, uh, you know, if we've lost it in a house move or something. So I've ended up with quite a few copies of her book. Unfortunately, they are all in storage right now because I do still have a whole lot of stuff in storage having moved into this house. And, um, and now we're about to renovate, so there's no point in getting all the stuff out. But basically what, happened, what, what she says in her book, The Eagle and the Lark, is that um, there is a series of Saras cycle eclipses, uh, or there's a there is Saras cycle, which influences the British royal family, and effectively, this particular Saras cycle, Prince William, I believe, was born under it. Okay, Prince William was born under this Saras cycle, and it ends. It starts at the time that the British royal family, as we know it, was kind of, you know, came into being, and it ends in 2036. Now, her book has to be at least, I would say, 20 years old, okay? So this isn't something she's just come up with recently because the um, – let me just look up when it was the eagle and the lark um, – this isn't just something she's come up with recently because, you know – the uh, the royal family is looking um, a little bit challenged right now. I've just saw, seen she wrote it in December. Well, it was published in December 1998, okay? So it's 24 years old or something like that, 23 years old. Um, so, yeah, it, and, and in it she states that because Prince William was born under this particular Sarah cycle which started when the royal family as we know it um, began, and ends in 2036, she has long predicted that the monarchy will end with Prince William. And so when she published her book, The Eagle and the Lark, uh, it's called Predictive Astrology, The Eagle and the Lark, when she published that book, uh, you know, Prince William would have been three or four years old. Um, so when I saw what was going on with Oprah Winfrey and Harry and Meghan and the Queen and the general complete meltdown that the royal family has been having over the past 10 days uh, or a bit longer, I suppose, depending on how you look at it. But, the, you know, the interview with Oprah was a really, really big deal, obviously. I suddenly went, hang on a minute, didn't didn't Bernadette Brady predict that, like that, that it would end with William, which is all of a sudden looking more and more likely? Because that interview obviously, you know, completely pulled down, pulled away the curtain over the royal family. They were accused of having an invisible contract with the press, having spent, you know, and I say this as, a, as an ex-journalist who's been the butt of their complaints for, you know, decades, um, you know, they've always accused the press of being intrusive and doing everything bad and being wrong and being, you know, just generally unpleasant and, you know, like get away and, you know, all that. Um, 
And yet here they are revealed by Meghan and Harry to have what they call an invisible contract with the press. In other words, you scratch our back and we'll scratch yours. You know, and I mean, that's a, that to me was, I mean, maybe it's because I'm an ex-journalist, but to me that was kind of like the biggest revelation of the whole gosh darn interview with Oprah. You know, it was like, right, so you guys are actually in cahoots with the press to a certain extent. You are admitting that. Having always treated the press with disdain and uh, made out that they are at fault for all of your problems, uh, here we have the truth. You're, you've got an invisible contract with them. Anyway, so that sent me, you know, the whole thing was kind of interesting. And, I, and you know, I've always had in the back of my mind, sometimes I just remember little predictions, and I've always remembered this prediction from uh, from uh, Bernadette Brady. But because it was such a long time ago, um, I, I couldn't, I wasn't quite sure. And because my various copies of The Eagle and the Lark that I've bought over the years are in storage, I thought, oh, I just can't remember. So what I did is I wrote to Bernadette Brady, <laughs> as you do in 2021, because we can get everyone's emails addressed easily enough these days. And I said, you know, am I right? Uh, am I right in, excuse me, in thinking, excuse me, um, am I right in thinking that in The Eagle and the Lark, didn't you, pre didn't you predict that um, the royal family would end with Prince William? And she said, yes, I most certainly did. And I'm like, okay, because it kind of seems like it might be going to come true. And I did try and get her on to the show to talk about her work, but she, Bernadette is such a legend. Uh, she said she didn't feel the need to promote herself, which which is a shame because I think it would have been very interesting for all of us to hear what she had to say. Um, so she didn't want to come on the show, but she did say, yes, that is what uh, I predicted in The Eagle and the Lark, that um, – that the uh, royal family would end in 2036. So there you go. So I thought that was kind of interesting um, and uh, I wanted to share it with you as we start this week's show and go into the astrology of this week. I just think, you know, it's interesting when people make a big prediction like that based on some really heavy-duty research, it's so interesting when it comes to pass. Um, by the way, if you're if you were watching me on Facebook and you're wondering where I've disappeared to, my phone just ran out of battery and unfortunately I wasn't charging it. So <laughs> I'm afraid I'm no longer broadcasting on Facebook. I'm just broadcasting on um, UnityOnlineRadio.org, which is brilliant because um, because hopefully if you're watching on Facebook now you'll just flip over to the station anyway. So there you go. So how are how is everybody feeling? How are you all feeling out there in the big wide world? We've just had a really powerful and special new moon. I've done something called the um, Moonology Manifesting Challenge, which has been absolutely amazing. I don't know if you joined me for that. But if you did, thank you. It has been, I would almost say, I mean, some of you said it was life-changing for you. I would almost say it was life-changing for me. It was uh, one of the most powerful things I've ever done work-wise. And, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, basically what we did was we uh, did seven days of clearing away negative energy and uh, then defining our goals and then coming together on the new moon to make some new moon wishes together. And it was just so powerful watching people do the work and move through it all. So um, 
I just want to do a big shout out to anyone who's listening who did that challenge with us. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of people registered and we all made our new moon wishes um, on the day of the new moon, about an hour after the new moon. And um, yeah, it was completely and utterly brilliant. So the new moon itself has obviously been a high point for me. And I know for many of you who did the challenge with me, but let's talk about the new moon that we just had. It was in the sign of Pisces and uh, it had lots of different elements to it. You could say the elements included dreaminess. Uh, there was a romantic energy. There was healing energy and there was a certain mysterious quality to it. Now, the reasons why is because it was a new moon in the sign of Pisces at the, at the same time of a fantastic Venus-Neptune conjunction. So that's what we've just had, this lovely new moon in the water sign of Pisces, um, very much a sign that's great for imagining your life as you want it to be, which is what we did in the in the manifesting challenge. and. Uh, also um, triggering your your intuition, your ability to be intuitive, and um, yeah, so you know it was it was amazing. And so, did you make some new moon wishes? I guess is the main question. Did you make some new moon wishes this month? Uh, because if you did, in a way, I think you could almost say they have a higher than usual chance to come about because. Because it was such a really powerful um, new moon for visualising because the visualisation planet Neptune was uh, being triggered, if you made your new moon wishes, then it's a really, it, it was the really, really right time for it. Let me just quickly look here. Are we still, let me just see, are we still in the, let me just see, just give me one second. I'm just going to see, are we still in the new moon phase? We probably are. Let's have a look. Um, okay, my little computer will tell me. Uh, yep, we are still in the new moon phase. So it's really not too late to make your wishes if you haven't already done them. Okay, if you haven't already made your wishes, now just after we finish, just sit down, take a minute. And if you want to know the best way, I mean, we just did seven days with six of the days being a lead up to actually making your wishes, which gives you an idea of, you know, the fact that when it comes to making new moon wishes, you really need to be doing the full moon work that we also do. We actually did quarter moon work, this this challenge, just because we wanted to keep it to seven days. That was enough, we thought, to be starting with. But really what we normally do in Moonology, if you want to make your wishes come true, you need to do all the release work at full moon. That's when you let all the stuff go and then you make your new moon wishes. So, you know, if you want if you want to catch the uh, last of the new moon cycle, which is um, happening right now, uh, we're at the end of the new moon cycle for another month. And um, if you want to catch that energy, you still can catch it tonight. I've just cast a chart for right now, which is where I am in London, England. It's 20 past three in the afternoon. And we are still in the new moon phase for just for a little bit longer. So why don't we actually just now, right now, do a little tiny new moon work? I wouldn't say a wish because I was thinking what we might do is we might do one thing we did in the challenge, which was fantastic was we learned how to turn our wishes into an affirmation because on the one hand with wishing, you want to start where you are, you know, you create magic by starting with reality. You start, look at where I am and this is where I want to go and then you do a roadmap for how you're going to get to where you want to go. 
So that's kind of like the really practical side. But the magical, mystical side, which is what we did a lot of in the Moonology Manifestation um, Challenge, was we uh, we actually also learned how to turn new moon wishes into um, affirmation so let's just do that now for anyone who's listening who didn't manage to uh, make the monology challenge and who hasn't made their new moon wishes yet let's just uh do that now for a moment and just so just what i'm going to ask you to do is i'm going to ask you to answer this question all right what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail. Just take a moment to think about that. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? All right. Unfortunately, my Facebook feed has uh, has died, so I can't tell you what people are saying online. Um, but what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Just say it out loud or write it down. You know, this is what I would do if I knew I couldn't fail, you know. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Okay. Um, okay, so that should be your number one wish, okay? The thing that you would do if you weren't scared. Um, I'm just putting a little note on Facebook here so people who uh, got cut off can find, find out where we are. Um, okay, so what you want to do is you want to say, just say, you know, you're saying if I knew I couldn't, if I just think about all the Moonology um, manifesting challenge, you know, people, a lot of people wanted to run a retreat, run retreats, healing retreats for people. So if you, you know, just say, for example, your answer would be, oh, if I knew I couldn't fail, I would run a healing retreat. I would run a healing retreat. All right. So, okay. Let's just say that's going to be your your thing. If I could do anything in the world, I would run a healing retreat. If I knew I couldn't fail, that is what I would do. So what you actually want to do now is you want to turn that uh, aim or goal or wish or whatever you want to call it into a positive affirmation, okay? We could call it a manifestation affirmation, a manifestation affirmation, okay? So... On the one hand, what we did in the Moonology Challenge that was so powerful was we helped people to clear away their blocks, their self-doubt, because self-doubt kills manifesting. But what we also did was we um, got people to do a roadmap about where they want to go and what they had to do to get there. Okay, so if you want to run a healing retreat, you know, obviously the first thing is to do is to you're probably going to need to find a venue, you're going to need to find some students, you're going to need to find some content, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so... If and when the retreat gets up and running, assuming you you make all these, do all this, all the hard work and you clear away the rubbish and you make a plan and you start to stick to your plan, then what will be the outcome? The outcome will be what your affirmation is going to be. So, for example, you know, there was one girl I remember she wanted to, a woman, she wanted to do run a healing retreat in Ibiza, which is, uh, which is an island. Uh, I think it's actually, it's a Spanish island. Um, it's very popular. It's kind of got a bit of a groovy disco culture or nightclub culture, Ibiza. You've probably heard of it. It's spelled I-B-I-Z-A. So she said she wanted to run a, a healing retreat in Ibiza. And uh, so, you know, for her, for example, her affirmation would be, I now run amazing retreats in Ibiza, which draw crowds from far and wide or something like that, you know, like something that 
she can visualize in her mind as she says it, you know, this fantastic retreat that she would be organizing. Um, yeah, so that would be like one way to do an affirmation. Just say a lot of people wanted to write books. So just say you wanted to write a book and uh, your affirmation might be, my and everybody wanted to have their book as a bestseller, of course, as well. So it would be something like, my book is a bestseller around the world and is helping so many people, you know, assuming it's a self-help book, um, which a lot of people wanted to write. Or uh, if it's a novel, my book is a bestseller around the world and people just love it. I mean, you could do that for nonfiction or fiction. Um, you know, the idea is to create an affirmation. And so I would strongly suggest you have to think about what your number one goal is right now. The thing you would do if you knew you couldn't fail and think about what, how you would say, what you would say about it, what you will say about it once it's come true, in inverted commas. What would you say about it once it's real? You know, so like uh, I gave the example that as I was starting off, like segueing out of journalism and TV producing into being a full-time astrologer, you know, I knew I had to make good money because uh, I was going to support myself and I was living in Sydney, Australia at the time, paying quite a lot of rent. Um, for a really nice flat that I had overlooking Bondi Beach. And at one point my my flatmate moved out and I just thought, oh, it's so nice to have a place to myself. He, he got married. And uh, and I thought, oh, I'd so love to be able to afford to have this place. So I started, you know, writing more articles and building my business up. And slowly but surely it all started to take shape. And I thought, I really want to do this. I really want to run an astrology business full time. So as I said uh, in the challenge, what I started to do is I started to say to people when they said, to me what do you do instead of saying oh I'm a journalist but I kind of dabble in uh in astrology I would say uh well actually I'm a writer and I'm really looking to get into astrology so if you know anyone who wants an astrology writer please let me know because I'm I'm really curious so I put it out there and I put it out there and I put it out there and eventually after a while I got a couple of uh bites on my line and I ended up um, I ended up uh, starting to write astrology. And then as my business built up, when people said to me, what do you do? I would say, instead of going, oh, I'm kind of like getting my astrology business started, you know, it was going okay. Like it was, wasn't necessarily anywhere near what it is now, but it was still okay. So I would, and it was, I would say it was thriving, you know, it was kind of thriving one step at a time. So people would say to me, what do you do? And I would say, I run a thriving astrology business, okay? So that was sort of like my affirmation that I was putting out there in the world. So what would your affirmation be? What would your affirmation be? If you were, what was the, if the one thing you would do that you would do if you knew you couldn't fail, assume you did it and it worked, what would you tell people? What would you tell people? I run amazing retreats in Ibiza that are constantly packed out. People love them. I'm the author of a best-selling book that has charted all over the world and helped so many people. You know, I'm. What, what, what do you want to manifest? What would it be if it happened? That is your affirmation. So I really wanted to start off today by, apart from I want to do my little quick rant about uh, the British royal family because I thought it was so interesting, I also wanted to just bring it back to the new moon today and say, you know, 
remember, remember, remember that we're in the new moon phase and it's a really, really good time to be putting your um, desires out to the universe. And um, women have actually done this for millennia, I should add. Um, you know, I, I find myself talking about this a lot, but the fact is women have been, you know, what we call make setting intentions or making wishes, you know. Women used to do this back in the day as well. They'd go and they'd do their ceremonies and their rituals on the new moon for whatever it is they want to create. Maybe they wanted to create, you know, I mean, we're talking 500 years ago. And uh, women would do this and, and women had the power to bend reality and shape reality. I talked about this the other day on... Um, on the, on the Moon Manifesting Challenge as well. But let me just read you something from an amazing book called Starhawk. Um, if you haven't heard of Starhawk and you consider yourself a bit of a, a, bit of a manifester, um, on, in her book Truth or Dare, very early on, she talks about the word witch, which, you know, you're kind of like when you're doing this stuff, it is a little bit witchy even if you don't really identify as a witch. And she writes, which comes from the Anglo-Saxon root word wick, W-I-C, meaning to bend or shape, to shape reality, to make magic. And it actually also has, um, I've read elsewhere, has associations with the, the word for the willow tree, which is obviously a very bendy, um, bendy tree, but also has associations with witchery. Um, witches bend energy and shape consciousness. That's why we use the word witch. Uh, which comes from the Anglo-Saxon root wick, meaning to bend or shape. So, you know, whether you call yourself a witch or you don't, you if you're a woman and you're listening to this, I can't account for the men. I love the men. My husband and my son are my two favourite people on the planet. But this is kind of really a strongly women's thing. Uh, if you, whether you feel you're a witch or you don't feel you're a witch, um, actually you can bend and shape your reality. And, uh, and yeah, so... Um, have a think about that now as we go into the new moon. Um, we're, you know, we've had the new moon as we go as we go into the, you know, the the part the time of the um, the time of the cycle where we start to create our own reality and start, think about that as you make some wishes. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry that was all a bit of a big long rant. The first half of the show today. I hope you didn't mind. I just had a lot of things I wanted to say and get out there. I really wanted to talk about the. Um, I wanted to give you the follow up on Prince and uh, Prince William, and uh, yeah, I really wanted to do that. But I would love to take your calls in the second half of the show. Eight one six two five one three triple five. Eight one six two five one three triple five is the number to call. If you call in, I would be absolutely delighted to read your chart for you. I can tell you where the new moon triggered your chart. And I can also do you a quick card reading if you'd like one. So let's speak after the break. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. 
These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody. Well, I am back after, uh, well, I'm back on Facebook as well, so I'm sorry I got cut off before my phone battery just died. Um, And, uh, yeah, we just had a little break. We've done the first half of the show. If you missed the first half of the show, um, it was a bit of a, a rambling rant, to be honest. Uh, I talked a bit about um, Prince William and then I talked a little about, bit about the fact we've just had the new moon and why this new moon in particular was so powerful for making wishes. So uh, if you're watching on Facebook and you missed the first half of the show and you want to catch up with that, that's on www.unityonlineradio.org. Um, If you would like to call in and have me look at your chart, I would love to do that. Uh, The number to dial, it's from the States, I'm afraid. It's 816-251-3555. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it's been an interesting couple of weeks in the world, um, lots of things happening, lots of clearing going on, and I think people feeling better and better as the energies are starting to play out. But it is kind of an intense year. There is no doubt that 2021 is an intense year. I'm currently editing my Moonology Diary 2022, and it's such a joy to be able to tell people in the in the introduction pages there that, uh, in fact, while 2020 and 2021 had really difficult astrology, um, 2022 is basically turning it all on its head. And the astrology for 2022 is going to be completely, completely different. Okay, it's going to be much easier, much happier, fewer restrictions, and um and, and and so on and so forth so so there you go so um that's good news we just have to get through this year so one of the things i promised that i was going to do this week on the show was i would tell you the most romantic night of the week for anybody who wants to have a date night okay the most romantic night of the week for anybody who wants a date night it's actually a a, a link that's going to be good for romance and for riches okay so if you would like to know the best night of the week for the romance for romance and riches let me tell you it's actually going to be wednesday night okay wednesday night because on um On Thursday, 
we get uh, a harmonious link between Venus, the planet of romance and riches, uh, connecting with um, the planet Pluto, which is the planet that kind of transforms things. So we're going to actually, it's actually a really good night, a really good day and a really good night for transforming things. So if you've got a financial situation that you want to turn around, um, if you want to do a romantic visualisation, as someone is saying on uh, Facebook, um, if you want to turn your love life around, that is the time to do it. Okay, Wednesday night, pretty much wherever you are in the world. Uh, Wednesday night is going to be really good for romance and riches. If you want to do a little ritual, you could do a little ritual to the goddess Venus. You know, so how would you do a ritual? Well, you can just, it's very simple. You could, for example, you know, grab a, um, grab a, uh, a picture of Venus Aphrodite off the internet, print it out. You know, put it on your altar if you've got a little altar. If you don't have an altar, start to create one. You know, get a couple of um, crystals. I've got this beautiful um, citrine, which I use all the time for manifesting. Uh, you can use um, quartz crystal to amplify the energies, a little red candle to sim signify love if you're doing a romance ritual. And, you know, just call in Venus and say, a goddess Venus you know, infuse my life with your love and abundance. Um, if you prefer to use with the Hindu pantheon, which I love to work with the um, Hindu goddesses, Lakshmi is your goddess. Lakshmi is the goddess of love and abundance. So Venus, the planet in astrology, represents love and abundance. And Lakshmi, the Hindu goddess, also represents love and abundance. So you know, you can just get a picture of Lakshmi. You can get that off the internet. You can maybe just print it out, maybe put it in a frame or, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're one of those creative people who does, you know, scrapbooking and stuff, you could, you know, put the picture on some um, – on some cardboard. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of washi tape. If you don't know what washi tape is, look it up, W-A-S-H-I. You know, and I'd probably make a little frame with washi tape and I'd put it on, uh, put the picture on my um, on my altar and, uh, and like I said, light a candle, um, put some crystals and maybe just talk to Lakshmi, say, you know, I'm really ready for new relationship or I'm ready for more um more abundance in my life or just thank you for the, all the abundance in my life thank you for the love in my life and do it on Wednesday night and light the candle and you know you can always uh go onto YouTube and find a Lakshmi chart there are plenty around and uh, yeah it's just a really really powerful thing to do and and this uh Wednesday night is particularly powerful that you know really good um, Venus love and abundance aspects as they're called alignment they come along all the time so don't feel like oh no I'm working on Wednesday night I can't do it I'm doomed there'll be another one along before too long I mean you really a Venus Jupiter alignment or a Venus Pluto alignment is actually always um, a really nice night to tune into and if we have a look actually at um the astrology uh, that's coming up for the next month. I'll just give you a couple of more, um, a couple more dates to work with. Okay, so we have uh, actually March twenty eight or the the night of March twenty seven. Actually, is better. So everybody can catch the vibe. March 27, 
Venus is going to be um, aligning with Chiron, which is the planetoid of healing. So if you have money issues or relationship issues, it's a really, really good time to do a little ritual around that, about healing your money problems, healing your issues that are causing the problems. Remember, money is energy and it responds to our emotions, you know, um, or if you've had a broken heart and you're ready to move on from it, it's a really good time to say this is my night of healing. And then later in the month on or on March 29, the night of, I'm assuming people want to do this stuff at night, um, we actually get a harmonious connection between um, Venus and Saturn. So really good for making an agreement, really good for if you want to propose to your partner, uh, pretty good night to do it. Let me just, before I say that, let me just look at the actual chart. I'm going to be offering, yeah, no, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good time. That's uh, about the 29th of March. And tell me... Um, Tell me if you propose and how it goes. Good luck. Don't propose just because I've said it. <laughs> propose if you think it's the right thing to do. Um, yeah, so that's actually 29th of March is really good for, you know, making a commitment to your partner, talking about your partner, about the future, um, any uh, anything which involves clearing out any kind of upset um, in your life. I'm just looking here. Mary is saying on Facebook, I need abundance so I can end my toxic marriage once and for all. Get a divorce. Right. That sounds pretty heavy duty. Um, it's the kind of thing you can appeal to the goddess Lakshmi. Lakshmi will help you with that. Lakshmi is a beautiful goddess who absolutely loves to help. Um, when else? Just looking at the next month. Then we have uh, the 5th of April, another date for your diary while we're going through these, the 5th of April. That's actually just a plain flirtatious night. So if you're single, great night to arrange a date. I'm assuming you live somewhere where you're allowed to do things like go on a date because obviously, you know, the times are changing. And that's what I was really looking for. So we have on uh, the 9th of April, we'll be feeling the lead up to the Venus-Jupiter uh, because that Venus and Jupiter happen quite often. Uh, they align relatively often. But I have to say, actually, the April alignment for Venus and Jupiter isn't great because just afterwards Venus clashes with Saturn, so uh, with Pluto. So you probably don't want to do too much uh, loved up stuff on April 9 um, unless you have a super sexy relationship. If you've got a whole lot of rubbish in your relationship, be careful because a lot of the rubbish could be coming to the to the top to be, uh, you know, dealt with. All right, so I have a, um, I have some people on the line, which is exciting. So I'm going to go first to um, line four, Carolyn. Are you there, Miss Carolyn? Hello. Hi, Carolyn. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well, thank you. So you're on the air. Tell us what you'd like to talk about. Well, um, maybe uh, let's see how maybe some career things, maybe further down the line. I wanted to say thank you so much for the Moonology Challenge. I really enjoyed that. Oh, I'm so pleased. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Uh, and, how did you um, know Naturally, I, um, well, I'm currently unemployed because of uh, the pandemic, mostly. And uh, I, w when I can go back out into the world, I'm hoping to finally pursue uh, a job in film production. I did go to school for media arts, 
graduating in 2005. And, you know, it's not something brand new, but something I'd like to more seriously pursue. Excellent. All right. So you want to know about that? Yeah, let's, I, I think career things would be good to hear about. Okay, all right. I'm not, okay, not eager okay. to go out next week. <laughs> What's that? Maybe further, a couple months down the road, because I'm not eager to, I'm still scared to go out into the COVID world in the next month or so. <laughs> yeah, in my humble opinion, as you should be. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm often a conspiracy theorist, but in this case, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm erring on the side of caution, and uh, I'm just going to like play it safe. Okie dokie. So let me say, first off, Carolyn, um, you have a great chart for making money in film. Full stop. Wonderful. You really do. Yeah, because you've got uh, the planet of film is the planet Neptune. It's actually, excuse me, also the planet of Hollywood because what is Hollywood? It's a big fake smoke and mirrors place, isn't it? It's like everything looks, you know, like what it's not and they can, they can, you know, they can de-age people and they can use lighting and, you know, it's all a magical, mystical place. I'm, I'm writing a film. Uh, so, you know, I'm not anti-Hollywood. I'm actually writing one with a friend every week. We get together on a Friday afternoon. We've got a very cool, mystical story happening. But it's Wonderful. the planet of film at Neptune. It's also the planet of deceit and deception and uh, and illumination and soulmates. But it's in your second house, which is your cash zone. So it does suggest that you can make money uh, in film. And that's not just like now or in, you know, in the future. It's forever. That's your chart. That's your chart. Wow. But what you do need, need to be careful of right now, Carolyn, is actually something – uh, nothing to do with Neptune, really. Uh, it's the fact that as an Aquarian, you are about to have Saturn, the really heavy-duty planet, going over your sun, like, really soon. Like, when does that start? It starts next week. In fact, by next week it's over, believe it or not. Um, it might retrograde. Let's have a look at the retrograde. It might retrograde. But basically... Tell me, Carolyn, how are you feeling? Are you feeling a bit pressured by life at the moment or are you carefree and cool? Um, I, I feel like I just got out of not feeling so great with the snow and the grey and now with the sun and this lovely moonology week, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. So base, that, that means this is going to be fine for you. Um, but it's, yeah, for the rest of the year, it's really actually making work a priority and being disciplined is going to be really important for you because Saturn on your sun is a time where you can really become stronger and uh, realise how resilient you are and uh, also look at teaching people stuff that you've learned in your lifetime. But you've actually got Saturn going over your sun, then backwards and then forwards again between now and the end of the year. So if you make strength your word for 2021, you will not go too far wrong. You know, I am strong can be your affirmation. I am strong and getting stronger every day or I am strong, I've learned my lessons and I'm now paving the way to a better future. All that, those little little affirmations just then um, will really, really put you on the right track and to make the most of the energy. Great, great. All right. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in.
Okay, wonderful. Thank you for taking my call, and I look forward to seeing you in Sun, Moon, and Stars. Yes. Ex oh, you've joined the Sun, Moon, and Stars, have you? Oh, thank you. That's really lovely to know. Yes, yes. So thanks so much. Well, oh, that's my pleasure. Well, in the Sun, Moon, and Stars, which Carolyn's saying that she's a member of, which is great, um, uh, you will, we do a monthly catch-up. So I will see you on the Zoom call that we do when I will I read people one-to-one -one like this. Great. Wonderful. All right. All right. Thanks, Carolyn. I'll see you in the Sun, Moon, and Stars, and I'll see you on the, on the, the monthly catch-up. All right, thank you, Carolyn. Um, okay, so yeah, so if you want me to look at your chart, please, um, please, you know, just call us up. We've got a few people on the line, and also I wouldn't mind, um, I wouldn't mind doing a couple of cards for people. Let's see, who should we go to next? Let's go to uh, line two, which is Melinda. Are you there, Melinda? Actually, I am. I thought I lost my connection. Hi, Yasmin, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful challenge. Oh, gosh, my pleasure. My pleasure. How did you find it? Tell me how you found it. Sun, moon, and stars, part of your group. Ah, uh, okay, fantastic. Yeah, and, and, and what did you get out of it? Just tell us what you got out of it. More clarity and peace, honestly, because it's almost as if you laid out a roadmap and all you had to do is follow it. That's the word we used, wasn't it? We called it the roadmap. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. For Did so you feel like you cleared some of your um, fears? Yes, definitely allayed and some. And, and uh, things that hold you back. Would, yes, things that hold you back and just move forward. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. I just felt that you touched so many people across so many countries, across so many ages. So we all face these questions in our lives. And sometimes yes. it's a matter of stepping back, looking at it, and taking the small steps forward. Yeah. And I, I hope, you know, one thing I was really keen to do was to show people how, um, you know, it's very important to clear away all the negativity uh, before uh, you try and manifest because you kind of need to make the space for what you need before you manifest. That was one of the things that we covered in the challenge. Yes, it was beautiful. Well, thank you. So um, tell me, Melinda, um, actually let me just give people the link for the Sun, Moon and Stars. Anybody who'd like to sign up to the Sun, Moon and Stars, uh, it's moonmessages.com forward slash SMS1, moonmessages.com forward slash SMS1, and that will give you uh, a $1 for one month trial if you want to be in the Sun, Moon and Stars. We do all sorts of things. We, we do talks like this, except that I can take more, I can do more people, more readings. We look at the month ahead. We do a little daily calendar. We do card readings. We do uh, med manifestation meditations, we do uh, chanting. There's all sorts going on in there, isn't there, Melinda? Yes, it's wonderful. Well worth it. So what can I what can I look at for you today? Do you know, I hate to be one of those people. I'm just looking for a general reading from Yasmin. Okay. All right. Well, let's have a go. So there's nothing major going on. Life is cruising pretty much. Life 
takes the pace you give it, Yasmin. Right, very wise words. Very wise words. Where do you live, Melinda? Are you living in Brooklyn now? No, I'm in New York. I'm in Long Island now. Oh, okay. Is that is that very different from uh, Brooklyn? It's different, but, you know, you carry your accent no matter where you go. <laughs> <laughs> so people always know. Um, yeah, the people always know. Okay. Although I so, will say um, that your expressions... I find her very similar to expressions from Brooklyn. Right, right. So it's very interesting that you um, that you said that about um, going at the pace that you need to go at, because um, actually you are a Taurian. So of any sign that knows that it needs to kind of go slow and steady, um, you know, it's very interesting because that's what uh, Taurians do. They go slow and steady as they go along. Uh, so let's see, looking at your chart, looking at your chart. Um, right, so it's interesting because you actually have a pretty big thing going on in your in your chart right now, Melinda, and it's really anything but slow and steady. So if you're managing to go slow and steady right now, you are doing really, really well. Let me tell you, um, because you have uh, the planet of chaos Uranus about to go over your sun, which only happens about every 84 years, so probably won't happen again in your lifetime. And uh, it is a bit of a shake-up. So if you're being able, if you're able to go slow and steady along the way right now, um, that's brilliant. That's great. That's okay. So are you feeling <laughs> slow and steady? Well, I'm feeling slow and steady because I'm trying to get any chaos out of my brain. You know, I've decided this morning that. You know, as with um, you know, years past, you wouldn't discuss politics. I, I'm, I vowed not to discuss um, things involving pandemic. And um, ah, really interesting. Yeah, it's like you, you know, you would never in the past you would never ask someone who you voted for. You might say, "Did you vote?" And now, the question of the day is, you know, are you getting the shot? Are you not? Are you which? It's just True. so, it's too frenetic. It's too much. Right, right, right. So, uh, okay, that's interesting. Well, you know, just be aware that the coming couple of weeks are going to be probably a little bit of a ride for you, a bit of, it could, hopefully could be fantastic fun. It can be a time of really awakening. I mean, maybe you've already started to do that with the awakening you had by doing the Moonology Manifesting Challenge. I, I'd like to think. Do you think that's possible? I do. I do. I think yeah. it's given a so, base layer so of calm. Maybe this is going to be an awakening period for you. I hope so. Would you like a card, Melinda? Please, yes, and yes, thank you. Okay. Someone here saying vaccination is personal choice, all good. Yes, but I'll tell you something. I am going to get a vaccination, but someone said to me when I was a bit like, oh, I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure. They said to me, um, it's really selfish not to get the vaccination. So some people are kind of putting pressure and saying you're being selfish if you don't get it. So it is personal choice, but not everybody else seems to agree that, you know. It yeah. is, a, it is a, a, a difficult thing. Okay, so, Melinda, you've actually got a really nice card. You've got the end of a tough cycle approaches. The end of a tough cycle approaches, which I'm very happy to say you've got that one. 
I love that. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. Yay. I'm so happy for you, Melinda. Thank you so much for all that you do, Yasmin. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being a part of it. I'm so honoured that you came on and gave me a call. Yes, and light, light your moon. You like the moon? Yes. I said light yeah, your I, moon. No, the, the shining moon. Ah, yes, light the moon. I have a bit of a moon face as well, by the way. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Yasmin. Thank you, Melinda. Lovely to speak to you. Okay, you. we don't have much time left, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a card now for everybody who is listening, okay? And that includes Marianne, Cynthia and Phyllis who are actually on the line and I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to take the call today because we're going to run out of time. Um, but let us do a card for everybody who is uh, on the line. Oh, amazing. So what is your question? If you're listening on unityonlineradio.org or you're listening on Facebook or you're listening because you're on the line and you were hoping to get to get called, what is your um, question? Because I have the answer in my hot little hand and it's actually a good card. All right, so here is the card that we got. It's the new moon card. Believe in the impossible. Believe in the impossible. It's one of the best cards in the whole of my moonology deck. So whatever it is you're trying to manifest, believe in the impossible. Amazing. So on that note, I guess I'm going to have to leave it there. Um, remember, I've told you now all the best times for romance and riches this week. So remember to uh, take advantage of that. Remember, we're in the waxing cycle of the moon, which is all about uh, going for what you want. If you did the Moonology Challenge, now is the time to continue to follow your roadmap that we created. So you start to carry out all the things you said you were going to create it, you were going to create, and uh, just keep working towards your goals. Like, literally, if you set your intentions with a clear heart and you keep going on the roadmap, you know, if you just keep going after your goals, you will start to see that you actually have the power to create your life that you never even knew. Literally power you never even knew. So make the most of the um, waxing cycle as we move towards the uh, full moon and in over just probably about 10 days. And I will see you back here next week. Lots and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. 
Each prayer and meditation on Positive Prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open Positive Prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.